Tug lightly on this bowl of mine. Well, my screen has seen some better times. Well, my buddy poked a hole. What are you doing? You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. The opinions expressed during this show are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of their associated organizations or Lifestyle Radio. Rena, honestly, do you know, every week I want her. <laughs> and you know what she says? Oh, I'm going to Toronto. Today she's like, I'll set my alarm. What are you? Fucking sleeping. I know. Because I'll like, forget. Oh, already. <laughs> Wednesdays, there's no markets in Toronto. So. No, there's no market. I saw the uh, bingo Actually, nights. There is. Bingo nights. There is a market today. As a matter of fact, is it not there working? Is. Um, there's a, I don't know who's putting it on, but there's a market now on Wednesdays as well. Okay. Yeah. What kind of. I know. You get a little bit of this and that. Hmm. And it's all green. It's so all green. green. Mar- So what's Canicate that? Canicate is awesome. I haven't been in a while, but Canicate is fantastic. <laughs> Literally, I, I swear I'm not lying. There's so much happening. Like, I'm I'm having a hard time keeping my okay, head. Okay, so I want to know all these things. I think people that are listening want to know all these things because yes. I don't even know what's happening. All right, so let's get started. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Um, welcome. To the higher estate, where we talk about all things around cannabis, cannabis industry, cannabis as a medicine, cannabis as a community, cannabis as a, uh, you know, whatever, life. Because really, it's that's what it, it really brings a lot of people together and is really helping to change the paradigm of how we see our society even a little bit. And uh, man, it, it, even law, right? Even has been everything's been affected the way that everything's changed and and it's thanks to uh the people who uh who advocate for uh cannabis i think anyway um one of them so uh who do we have on today by the way i'm still coughing i have been coughing for a year now Mm -hmm. i'm trying to avoid (laughs) yeah doing that turn the mic and do all the things i have to i did appointment with the doctor, you would all be very happy because I think I have one of three things. TB, like to breathe. We'll just breathe it all in. I mean, chronic cough. I don't get night sweats, but I have chronic cough. I get night sweats. And, uh, and, or, or I have like emphysema. Uh, or like cancer or something. Oh, God. But I mean, like a. Cause you to cough? You could if you it, not a tiny tear. You get a pneumothorax, but like a collapsed lung mm-hmm. versus a tear in your lung. I, if you have a tear in your lung, that's bad. Probably don't have a puncture, mm-hmm. but I, I probably you know, and you I definitely yeah yeah you yeah, would, you, you would sure know. But I mean, it's something chronic going on. But what I will tell you is when I came back from skiing last, like when I while I was in the Alpine, no cough, gone three days. It's like it went on vacation. Go to Wasaga Beach. So the second cleanest air in Canada. Sec- Wasega? Wasega is? Sega Beach. On Wasega Beach. Oh, right. right on. 
when I was growing up. Is <laughs> I, I went up. I'm true to that. My aunt told me that. And then when I sleep at that? home. No, I sleep at home. I wake up every day. Aww, stuffed you up love nose, your aunt. It must be true. Nuts, stuffed up nose. Tired. Feel like crap. Sleep in Stainer or Wasaga or Collingwood. Stainer. Seriously, you know I wake this? up. Here, yeah. No stuffed up nose. Nothing. Yeah, you know why you're it's saying that? It's like he's advocating. I stuffy all the time too. Did I hear yeah. it? Quality here. You know, <laughs> you I, uh, it? We'll look it up. We'll say the air quality is super. You know, you know why he's saying this? I, you can't make me laugh. Um, you know why he's saying this? He's advocating for all these small towns he lives in. <laughs> I live in Georgetown, man. And, oh, and you should go to Georgetown because it has the best air quality in Canada. I drive into Burlington here every day. I do what I love. So Does I'm Georgetown have the best air quality? Georgetown's air quality is crap. How do you know? How do I know? Because we're not far from Brampton and all that. <laughs> not like that. It's the industrial stuff. Yeah, all the industrial. Yeah. It's right in between us. And we get the pollution from that. And then there's a huge refinery in Milton that burns garbage. So oh. that also is really shitty for our air. Dude, can, did you swear? Yeah, we're yeah. Oh, you can first. see the refinery, too. You can actually see it from the 401. You drive really? past it every day. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's get started. Let's introduce everybody who's here first. As usual, we've got the co-host next to me here, Tyler. Hey, what's hey. up? What's up, Tyler? What's up, Tyler? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm looking at air quality in Wasagan. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm not going to give this one up. No? He's still looking it up. <laughs> what does it say? Let's throw it up. All right. Wasega Beach air quality. Best in Canada. <clears throat> Max, I you. do know that Remember they were that selling... Bottled air from there. Oh, they're China. selling bottled air. <laughs> yeah, from Banff and from Wasaga, they're selling bottled air in China. What are you gonna do? Stick your well when you're walking around China. So you're gonna do this? Hey, uh, guys, I'm gonna sell people air too. I think it's a genius idea. The original place I saw this was on Two Changes TV show. Hey, but you, oh, the original. Well, oh my god, a bottle of Banff air oh, is like three thousand dollars. So is it like a canister? Like it's a canister of air, and when they're walking around China, the air is so bad. Look at it though. It was a lot more. That's all that's oh left. Oh my god! We'll talk it's about so that. Yeah, purple. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, um, hold on a sec. Uh, bottled air. Okay, you almost. You know, for the longest time, we had a lot of credibility, and then you talk about man, they bottled air. Oh they, my god! They bottled air. What kind of what kind of bullshit are you spewing? I, I almost used. I used to believe you. Yeah, but people bought ghost oxygen in a can. Air right. products. Look at this. How expensive this shit is. How how expensive air is? Yeah, man. People buy it in China like crazy because their air is bad. Trying to breathe air from bank. So that's like how Dude, do you not think by using air? it's air? Like here's some of the cheap stuff. Premium twin. Packs, oh, like so you're bucks. okay. They're talking about compressed air. Yeah, air so, you inhale and you breathe in. They breathe it in. So no, you how put, long would a canister last you though? Uh, it hard, it won't last you very long. So here, I get, right. So now <laughs> I understand what he's talking about. I thought he was talking about taking fucking. No, not just the one that screwed up. No, those are the fire oh, jars. No. That's what I thought he was talking about. I'm like, no, no, no. oh, look, let's put some air in the jar. People do that hey, with fire jars. It's yeah, compressed. It's compressed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Well, you're okay. So now I get it. You know, like when you go to like like to an oxygen bar, you're not really getting right, oxygen. Right, right. You're getting air. Compressed yeah. air. Compressed air. You're not getting compressed oxygen. Yeah. Because no. that's you need a prescription for oxygen, oh. which is weird. Yeah. Oh really? Oxygen is a prescription. Wait, yeah. Is there more oxygen? Oh. In oxygen. I thought yeah. li- life, like being alive, isn't enough. Yeah. So. It's, <laughs> So you can get you like and so that's why you with the the nasal like the pieces you put on the ends yeah. of this compressed oxygen yeah. will change how much oxygen you get out of it. You oh, can either get yeah, you can uh, either get two liters yeah. nasal. Well, it tells you how much oxygen and how much flow and what percentage you're getting through that yeah. oxygen. I always feel so, so it's bad weird. when it's I a see prescription. It's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I might need that. Next time I go down the hill, you guys are going to see me carrying this friggin' oxygen. I said friggin' oh oxygen tank with the thing on my nose. You go high enough in a mountain, you'll need one. Yeah, well, or just on the surface. <laughs> I walk into Canacrawl, I need one. You may. Yeah, I have <laughs> yeah. I was happy. Okay, let's. Uh, are we? Are we over? Listen. So, with Sega Beach, we've now identified that his aunt, and therefore by default, Great air. Ty- Tyler believes has the best air quality in our Canada, next to Banff. Nick, is that what it said? The so it said Banff. Banff. He already closed that window. Look up the canisters. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Who else? We've got Al. Al is producing this thing. Al, you're producing. He's Andy's broadcasting live over through uh, 420 Radio. Al is on our handy little Bose speaker. Hey, Al. Hi. Hi. How are you? How's it going? Um, staring at at Squirrel de Soleil outside of the trees here while I listen to you oh. guys ramble. How, how are you? Rambling. How are you feeling? I'm really medicated. And uh, that's the way I like it. <laughs> you have your shatterizer on? I do, always, dude. I always have my shatterizer. Because uh, hours, you know, that shatterizer around his neck. Helps <laughs> his <brain. clears throat> how's that's, your pain? How's my pain level? Yeah, absolutely zero right at the moment. But if you know, but if if I move, then you know it, it's there. It, but yeah, it, it, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> I just want to sit on the other line. All right, we'll keep you over there, Lucas. Behind the scenes over there, another Georgian Bay, Muskoka, Ontario. Oh, look, he's still on this fucking air thing. <laughs> Muskoka, Muskoka, Ottawa, Kelowna. I, I just spent. I just They're spent twenty years <laughs> up there. Maybe, maybe it's going to tell me. It's I, I swear, when I used to sleep at my aunt's house in Wasaga, when I was working up in the grow there, you the, the you, you, I noticed a difference sleeping there one night. I'd wake up. Completely clear. Seriously, it was a big difference. I just changed they, my. Air they would smoke so cigarettes in their house as well. Yeah. So like, oh. that's even. I was clean after yeah, that, wow. and they smoke cigarettes in their house. Really? I just spent twenty years up near Mount Forest, which is the second highest elevation in Ontario. Where were you? Mount Forest, Ontario. Uh, three and a half it's hours. Mountain like, escarpment. It's it. <laughs> Yeah, it's the second highest elevation in Ontario. Oh, really? Yeah. What is that, 400 meters? I don't know, but their motto is high, healthy, and happy. Mm-hmm. They're hot. I mean, you know, the higher you go, the thinner the air probably. I don't know. Where's uh, the you know, lightheaded. It was different breathing up there when I moved up there. Yes, definitely. It, it, the air is definitely better. A little poopier. 
Yeah, and we'll just look. When I'm driving from Georgetown into Toronto, I can see the smog over even Mississauga. Oh, yeah. It's not like... It's yeah. It's not like uh, California though. No. The smog of California is horrible. The truth is, this Toronto's is, bad. Too. Toronto is bad. This there is, was a warning already once this year. Oh yeah, really? we used yeah. to live on the 18th floor, and sometimes when it was really bad, we couldn't see the ground clearly. No joke, we were at smog level. Really? Yeah. A couple weeks ago, there was an air warning in Toronto. So maybe that's what's going. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna. So aside from the TB emphysema or cancer, maybe I just have allergies. Hamilton's yeah. air. You're right, right around a bunch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hamilton's horrible. We're having a lot of like industrial stuff in Hamilton. Steel, all that burning. Luke all is night. Here, man. We're putting Thank a ton you. of crap in the air. So you know, because here's my thought. I had some reactive airways growing up, like asthma or whatever. But I would get asthma in Muskoka from the grass and all the, uh, you know, you whatever. Asthma? Yeah. And then you grew out of it. I don't know what I did with it, to be honest. It could have been I just didn't want to go to camp. It just you know, dormant. like I never re- honestly. So here's a little thing about me. I never did really well at camp. I would like. I was like the worst possible kid. Hey, at least you got I, to go. <laughs> I just, right, but I, I'd last like a week. I'd light the cabin on fire, remember, like, and I'd get out of there. I wrote. We, I remember one year I put a, I, I, I drew a crucifix, like with propane, not propane, with oh like, uh, like, like lighter fluid, and lit it on, and but barricaded in the cabin. Oh I was just God. such oh a. Dang. What type of camp was this? It, it was like a Jewish camp. But what else the fuck was oh, I gonna do? So <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was, yeah, no, but. It's not that I was a bad kid. I just like to have fun, and I never listened so yeah. well, Aww. Mom. Just, I was the same crazy. way. Yeah, I needed. I need to be unless there was a sport. I, baseball camp was the best thing in the world for me. You know, where you know people are better than you, and you have to. It's always better for me to be in an environment where people are better than you, so that like you're humbled. You yeah. You're humbled. You're focused. It's game time. You want to achieve. It raises the bar. Raises the bar. You know, and and you know, I'm not. It's not intimidating. It's for me, it's like a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. So you accept it. Anyway, I go to these these ridiculous camps that my parents forced me to go to, and uh, I literally, I think I also got really homesick though. I like had an issue. Yeah. I, I think I would like I like cry myself yeah, to but sleep. Yeah, which kid isn't homesick? I was like camp. eight years old. I fell off the top bunk. I remember at camp, <laughs> smashed my head in the middle of the oh, night. No. Nobody gave a shit. Oh, None no. of these, these counselors are like snoring logs. They could care less about you know. There's things you can. You know, I, Right. Well, at the same camp, it was in Montreal. At the same camp in Montreal, every night, and I was like seven years old. I heard chainsaws, like like every night. I was was like, for sure, and it was the same time that Friday Thirteenth was out. Leatherface was coming. I thought for sure. Yeah, I thought for sure I'm gonna die in this place. It was the scariest thing. I was like afraid of the dark till I was twelve, you know, because and then I find out there's like. like a, a mill, like when they log, saw logs, what's that called? Okay. Millwright? No. No, it's a... A logging company, whatever. Yeah. A logging yeah. company, like, well, right next door, and they were in forestry, and they're cutting down trees. But in, to me, I thought the world was ending. Like, oh, shit, I fall off my bunk, nobody cares. Every night I hear chainsaws going, I'm seven years well, old. That's scary as shit. Yeah, scary. Now I love the dark. And you're hearing that, yeah. and it's dark, Craziest, and your parents aren't there? And nobody cares. Like, Holy crap. Yeah. And, and now, of course, like, I love the dark. Like, I love it. But, and, you know, and being in confined spaces, I'm like, my favorite. Yeah, you slept my, in that cabin by yourself yeah, at the retreat. Yeah, sure I'm did. like, holy, and my, not me. And my, favorite, <laughs> and my favorite place to relax is an MRI machine where, like, nobody can contact me. Leave me alone. Uh, and, and all I hear is, 
You know, like in the MRI, making all those noises. Like, like you need the I've never been in one of those. Brian's face is like, yeah. I will I never, like, ever, mark my words, Ira, on, I will never out? go into an MRI again. Ever. Oh, really? You don't like it? Terrified me. Really? Yeah. I've never done it. I had my head stuck into something like that when it, when I broke my jaw. Was that a CAT scan? No, CAT scan head. just goes in and out. It's just a round little donut. They just stuck my head. It was in the States. Stuck my head in. I was claustrophobic in for me. I had a broken jaw. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was wondering about. I thought it looked really claustrophobic. I would save yeah, you the money. The uh, CT is just doing x-ray. Oh, oh, right, because you're, you're um, Great. Scholarship. scholarship. Even though my jaw got broken outside How the school. hell did you break your jaw golfing? No, I danced with the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was dancing. I'll never forget The girl had green hair, so I just made this. I can't dance with any girls with green hair. And I was dancing, and I got punched from both ways what? in a crowd of people, and I couldn't see anything. And then I woke up the next morning, and my jaw was on the other side of my face. It was broken oh, in two places. Shit. Oh, I didn't feel it when it happened. I woke up, and I was like, oh. So you got punched by Oh, man. Yeah. Took a cab home. It was fine for the rest of the night until I woke up. Jaw was literally. How, sorry, who? Did you see these guys? No, I was in a crowd of people on a dance floor. Really? Two hits, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> left, and yeah. Really? I jaw the next day, and they wanted, they wanted to wire it shut, and that's what I refused to do. Yeah, I know. Wiring. I Ew, have you ever seen my teeth? I wouldn't wish broken jaw. I've broken other bones. Breaking your jaw is the worst yeah. pain. Breaking you your jaw. Breaking your jaw. It's your you whole head. Eat. It just constantly throbs. Yeah. Anytime you try to talk, it hurts. It's horrible. And how do you, you can't, you got to suck through a straw and then the sucking I sucks. literally blended <laughs> White Castle burgers and ate them. I was so yes. hungry one time. Yes. Really? And it was Did you go to In-N-Out Burger when you are there? Uh, I was in Missouri, so oh. there's none in there. You got to go south. But when I go to Vegas or any west coast, In-N-Out's the first place I go. Yes. Every time. What's that? Animal style fries, animal style burgers, yeah. doubles. <clears throat> yeah. That's my stuff. It's funny. I never. We recently went to this restaurant that had one pound burgers. I can't remember what it is, and it's it's in Hamilton, uh, and they delivered. What you're gonna have to tell me? O'Donnell's. O'Donnell's. I think. O'Donnell's. Oh. A one pound burger. It took me all day to eat it. It's not O'Neill's. O'Neill's. That's it. Okay. Oh yeah, you're the chef. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, interesting. I think they recently changed management. Oh, really? Where is that? They're on Barton. Oh, Barton really? Just and, I mean, the food was amazing, and but the burgers. I mean, it, it, too much. <laughs> well, you go to McDonald's, you get a quarter pounder. That's a pretty big sandwich. Well, on that note, let's introduce you to Rena. Hey, what's up? Rena's been <laughs> Rena's like you know she's been a staple to this show over the last year yeah, and a it's bit. Fun. <laughs> third, third time I think. I think so. Everybody can. I thought these things, by the way, were directional because every time I cough, my sister's yelling at me, saying it's annoying. <laughs> stop coughing. I can't. It's not you just coming like that. I mean, it's still gonna get it a little bit, but it All right. a lot. Yeah. Fine. I'm sorry, guys. There's nothing I can do. It's it's the air quality. Have you tried yeah. oregano oil? Uh, yeah, I've tried yeah, it all. It's not, Oil, it's not oregano, the spritzy, yeah. sprit- like yeah. I've tried it all. I've tried the cannabis, you know, bronchodilate. I've yeah. tried yep. Flovent, Ventolin. Flovent, Ventolin, Prednisone. 
canvas. Um, uh, what are those things? Flonase. I've tried everything. You tried stuff. Breathe Right strips? Breathe Right? Oh, like the ones yeah, you stick on your nose? And you open it up when you sleep? No. Try that. The so truth that is, I think I also have sleep apnea, so it can all oh, be... Use the Breathe Right, man. You'll never wake I, up. Stuff I up. even have like a, a guard in my mouth to help me breathe. Guys, I'm falling apart. Hey, we all are. This this has been a public service announcement from Dr. Ira Price. (laughs) Once you hit four, we can build faster. We can build them better. All right, Rena. We're going to talk to Rena first because she's got to be out here in like 15 minutes. Yeah, sorry, guys. (laughs) We're not going to let her leave. Can I have her phone? Sure. So, Rena. Rena, uh, you know, you've been ha- we we have we actually had you as a guest, or you're always just coming and going. No, we had her as a I, guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think, I think uh, I'm right. the first one. Yeah. Um, so you're putting uh, there's a couple things happening. One, actually, this is my fourth time. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. This is her fourth time. But once, most of the time, she just sits here and says, "Oh hi," and then takes off on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but now you cut your hair off. My hair. It's good, it's good. Yeah, it's too many grays. Yeah, know? well, I got the same problem. You don't have a single damn gray. Yeah, right? it's called Miss Clairol. Oh, okay. That is, that what it is. <laughs> so there's a couple things happening. Um, one is I want to know what's happening with the restaurant business. Yeah. Two, I want to talk about what's happening with Canacrawl. And three, I want to talk about cannabis amnesty. Sure. And all things that are happening around here in Hamilton, Toronto, then you're the person to go to. So start talking, spill the beans. (laughs) So (laughs) restaurant wise, unfortunately, as we know, um, there's not a whole lot happening. Uh, Myself and I'm sure hundreds of other restaurant owners and, you know, food entrepreneurs and foodies alike. We're waiting and hoping and wishing that, uh, you know, 2019 was going to be the year that edibles and the ability to serve edibles was, uh, you know, going to be. That included in the framework, yeah. yeah. And it's re- the reality is, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. They're still trying to figure out proper dosing. Didn't they just come out with a guideline? They came out with a guideline. Cent per oh, milligram. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really don't know how that's going to work. You know, for recreational users, you know what? I have to say, sure. And I know a lot of people are going to go, oh, honestly, like go, I oh, said, what? For, oh, what? for newbies, I absolutely say yes. You know, keep it low, keep it microdosed because they can always have more. Yep. Um, you know, but at the same but that's time, the general population. That is a general population, and, and I do think that that's a good way to go. Otherwise, um, you know, say, I, I, the argument for me would be why isn't beer twenty five percent? You know what I yeah. mean? Like for the yeah. person who drinks every day. So yeah, which is strange, right? So of course, those who have a higher tolerance, like myself, um, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, probably medicating on my own <laughs> microdose edibles. Right. Um, but. Uh, you know, it certainly works for those who don't have a lot of experience because mm-hmm. they get to gauge their experience uh, gradually and, and see how they're feeling and decide whether to go further or to stay where they're at or let it wear off a bit or or what have you. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely the safe way to go. In terms of regulations, you know, a lot of us are still kind of standing there with our hands tied behind our backs. Why? Um, what do you think is really putting us at a disadvantage right now? We don't know the milligrams per... Didn't they say 10 milligrams per package at some point? For entire package. Yeah, yeah. For the, you can have 10 milligrams in one package, but then you look at, like, there's 10 milligram capsules. They sell them in capsule bottles yeah. for 60. It's the yeah. same thing. It's inevitable. Yeah. yeah. So do they mean, what if you individually package within a package? Um, it's so, just a lot of waste. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a lot of waste. And 
and they're not currently allowing that. People have suggested that. Um, I, I don't think it's going to stay where it's at right now still because I, I don't yeah. think that they're happy with the current regulations. You're seeing articles coming out about discussions about them even changing it down to five milligrams, you know, looking at uh, medical doses and, and now, you know, probably reanalyzing all of that. So, you know, things are going to be really wishy-washy, I think, for quite a while. Like until, the next five, six years? I honestly think so. And until then, I think most of us are going to be kind of sitting on the sidelines, figuring out creative ways to continue, you know, in, in a legal way, you know, to uh, be able to still maintain our existence and keep our brands going while, you know, not heinously breaking the law if you so will. how is how is your brand how do you find that like you it's might, tough it sucks it super <clears throat> sucks yeah because you know i i have a restaurant i have a restaurant i have the whole setup literally you know if they had provided the the framework for which um you know for us to do this i all i have to do is change my signs i mean i i have the setup i i have the know-how i have the knowledge um you know i can create the product from uh, you know, my supply, you know, it's just nothing has been worked out. And, uh, you know, I was sitting in on a webinar for Restaurants Canada um, a few weeks ago. And, and from what from what I perceived in that conversation, we're so far off the mark. I don't know when this is going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate because this is definitely and obviously a, a, a healthier way, a much healthier way for people to medicate and to enjoy um, you know, consuming cannabis, it's also a great way to introduce it to the new masses socially. And I can't tell you the amount of inquiries I've had, you know, even um, now magazine, someone from now just before Christmas contacted me. She's like, I'm having a, you know, a cannabis Christmas party. Can you help me? I can't legally go anywhere and, and get any, you know, official advice, but I know this is something that you've done. Da, 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 da. And, you know, I mean, I, I can't tell you just how much of a demand there is for it already oh, yeah. and, and no means by which to provide these real services. Yeah, it sucks, you know, because you're, you're right. Everybody, you know, you say it's legal and then you tie everybody's hands behind their back. The industry, if the consumer wants something, they have nowhere to go get it. Now, what do you like? What do you think is going to happen with the uh, legal cannabis stores? Do you think they're just just going to sell dried cannabis and or like for I, now? But mm -hmm. but they're slotted to carry edibles too, right? These are the going to be the outlets yeah. for um, edibles so and other edibles compounds. But, and, but the edibles they can only get from a licensed producer. From a licensed producer, yes. So it doesn't really leave any. Craft. Where's leave the craft really. in any of that? There's none, and and there's none anywhere really. Um, you know, it's all disappearing, and that's what so many people are still fighting for. And you know? Al, you just said today that. There was more raids happening. Yeah, Wait. in Hamilton, yeah. Happened. Well, I didn't hear about any MMJ's of MMJ is gone. MMJ, I heard, was oh, closed down. Yeah, just today recently. was the old Delta 9. Uh, they call it J-Spot now, and, and they were raided and shut down today. I, I get, And it, w it was very recent, so it could very well be going on still. Yeah. Uh, Delta so 9, not the LP Delta 9. No. No. No, no. no. See, what? Yeah. Like you said, it's not well, a, a guy at the gym that I go to, he was rolling all the joints for MMJ. And they just basically, and that was his only job. It was given him, so like, he's, you know, he's a nice guy. But yeah. that was his job. Look at how many hundreds of people are out of jobs. Yeah. Be supported. Well, and they also got fined. And fine, yeah. charged, yeah. Charged and, charged and lost and fined. Yeah. So MMJ is gonzo. 
Mm-hmm. Now, did they all close on purpose in order to prepare for legalization next no. year? No. So um, I don't know if you remember this. They were kind of at like a yeah, an impasse. Yeah, and and so Clint kind Clint of lost parted his case. ways. He yeah. went this way, and and the team decided that they wanted to continue and push forward and just exist. Um, <coughs> so they decided that because there were no guarantees that the government was going to offer these licenses anyways, how many of us were planning for that? Like, Oh my God, how much money was invested? Yeah. We invested a lot. All of us did. Right. Most Mm -hmm. of us were planning on applying for a license and and intending on, on and then they came up with the stupid, and then they changed it overnight. Do you think next year they're going to, you don't think so? You You know what? I I hate to be a pessimist, but I I think they figured out that there's money in this game for the small people and and they've cut us out. (laughs) And you know, it's it's something that we're again we're still fighting for it you yep. know it's it's legal but who's it legal for right you know, who's it legal for who still has access to who it still has access not yeah. even just access even consumption man i mean you know I, I talk about the fact that a couple years a couple years ago months ago if i was smoking in a prohibited area it was an infraction mm-hmm. now it's a crime it's an right. actual freaking crime now is it really it's a crime what it's do you criminal. mean meaning they can charge me yes it's, it's actually criminal now um Sorry, you know, disclosure, I have cannabis in my purse. Yeah. If yeah. anybody calls 911 and decides to report that, they could say, oh, you know, she was driving wishy-washy on the road. Check her out. I'm sure she's an impaired driver. And guess what? I can lose my vehicle. I can get put behind yeah. bars because I have roll joints in my purse. They have to be concealed in my trunk Gotta now. Be in the trunk. I already have friends that have... Yeah. Oh, we have to. Oh, right. I have friends to. that have already what about, been. Uh, what if it's not in the trunk, that? but it's in like if inside the, grass, the, way, the The way that people have told me about it is that if it is accessible to the driver, meaning if the driver can reach around or grab it in any way, it is you're going to get charged. Yes. Keep, I tell people when they ask, "What do I do?" Get a little box that you keep in your trunk or your hatch at the back of the car where you cannot reach it and the passenger cannot mm-hmm. reach it. Never mind the people behind you because that's just The truth silly. is smells like my entire car up, so I keep yeah. it in the side back anyway because, like, otherwise I just breathe and I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> well, as long, as long as it is out of access to you, like, you can't. Grab it, roll a joint while you're walking down the street or driving down the road, then you should be okay. Keep it where you keep. So that's, your, I mean, a good, keep it where you keep your people, booze, right? You don't keep what you can't keep. You keep booze in the back seat. You're not supposed to. You're not um, supposed to. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to keep it in the trunk as well. Well, what if you have a truck? You just get like I have a hatchback. What's going to happen? This stuff is just. You know what? I my mom will turn a blind eye. I just picked up so six long. cases of booze from my mom's birthday party for her 80th birthday party, and I was driving down the road Where thinking of that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. I want to know more because we got to finish here with Rena. I want to come back to that. Rena's trying to get the hell out of here, so and she's sorry. no. It drives me nuts. She can never stay. <laughs> it just she does that to me too. I'm so. Sorry. I'm gonna kill myself if you leave. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, that's a. Uh, you never hear. I was. Gonna, I, I don't know if I can tell the joke on. It's probably so inappropriate, so I won't tell the joke. Okay. Forget it. 
Oh. The difference between an, I'm Jewish, right? We all know that. What's the difference between so, an Italian? Okay, so I'm Jewish too. So tell me because it's okay for a Jew to tell a Jew joke to a okay. Jew. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell my joke. So what's the difference between an Italian mother and a Jewish mother? I'm going to say me too because, like, I just did it too. Hmm? Uh, no idea. So the Italian – oh, look, she's already getting sorry, called sorry, up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The, the, that was your alarm to say go. You set an alarm? <laughs> Rena set an alarm to, to leave. Otherwise, I'll be really. Where are yeah. you going? On schedule. Today, I'm I'm part of a focus group uh, happening at Cam H about oh, that's uh, the Caribbean community and the impacts of legalization on our community. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. I'll tell you my joke later. Yes. Then hold on, I'll finish the joke. with the whole creation of that system and it was actually very successful if you look at what it's accomplished um, we basically brainwashed our population for almost a century and erased it from from humanity entirely so um, you know this is one thing where I can't look at and say oh well you know it used to be wrong it was never wrong it was never wrong to begin with it was something that a bunch of honestly racist folks created they right. made up a bunch of lies about it they demonized uh, a bunch of communities and mm -hmm. cultures and have spent decades, cultures, you know, races, yeah. people like humans, decades, mm -hmm. you know, investing money in brainwashing people to convince them that the oppression of these people based on a choice was valid. And, uh, you know, considering that the entire, when you look at prohibition, there's nothing about prohibition that yeah. makes any sense. So, really. so, uh, for anyone to, to try and, uh, justify that at one point it was not, um, you know, a just activity or, you know, that someone was in the wrong, in my opinion, you know, indicates where their mind's at. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess they recognize that the law was unjust. Mm hmm. And but what what do you do about the past and where does that stop? Do you, you apologize? The government you needs do. to apologize. That's yeah. what we do, and yeah. and we expunge the people who are paying the price for this new multi billion dollar industry that so many people are lost their from. lives over. Oh God, yeah. yeah, I can I can just talk from a personal experience. I've lost people in my own life, right? Like really deep, you know, mm -hmm. personal stories about how how wrong this could really go. And and I'm not the only one by any means. You know, I'm just one who's 
been lucky enough to be given a microphone to talk right, about. Right, and you know? still coming up on the other side yeah, somehow. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, there's so many people that are still still being held down and, and, and it will continue to happen. You know, the it'll continue to happen. Do you think the law is going to continue to change to become more just over time? We hope so. Uh, so again, we are pushing for expungement. Um, you know, the main differences between that is... Yeah, what does that mean? Um, so expungement is an all-out removal of that um, conviction, mm-hmm. charge, you know, what have you from the record so that if they ever ended up in police to, care, custody right. or whatever, um, you know, even job searches or whatever, it, it wouldn't come up anywhere because it's entirely removed. Is that a doable thing? Is that? Yeah. Absolutely. So they can just do that. Yeah. yeah so why would it? Right. It's, it's a moral thing. It's a moral thing. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's a matter of our government getting there mentally. Uh, you know, a lot of them are responding. There are a lot of, um, you know, different senators and MPs coming forward from various provinces who have heard about what we're doing. And they're saying, yes, you know, my God, you know, finally someone's fighting for this. We're behind right. you. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da. But it's, you know, it has to be a, a really large majority and convincing the government sometimes that this was a profound enough injustice to warrant an expungement is, is basically what we're working right. on right now, which is the tough part because you're yeah. dealing with, I mean, I hate to put it this way, but you're dealing with <coughs> dinosaurs who have never been affected. You know, they're, they're so far removed from, you know, anything that most of the population has been dealing with that it's hard for them to relate and, and consider it mm-hmm. urgent enough to respond that way. They think that pardons are good enough. And as someone who worked on the law enforcement side, they, they don't mean dick all. Oh, sorry. You can say that. You yeah. just have to, you know, I, I, figured, I just learned what this thing was. I thought it was to donate to charity, but hey. it's to get me to stop swearing. That's wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, but, so. so then here, so, so my question then to you, you know, what you, you mentioned like homosexuality. Yeah. I think it's clear in, in most of our minds now, like unjust law, homosexuality. But you're comparing. So you think it's comparable to, say, cannabis. Absolutely. Prohibition is equal to. Absolutely. Because uh, for a lot anti, of anti um, homosexual law that existed. For sure. Because I is think, it, hold on. Let me, oh, sorry. Is it because. And so then I'm going to qualify that. Is it because. Fuck it. I'm leaving that damn plug on the ground. My computer's charged. I'll put money in the thing. Leave your phone. Don't I worry. Know, you don't I'm have so to be sorry. there until 5 o'clock. Oh, my God. What it's time all you the have way to the city. It's in the tr- it's What in time Toronto. do you have to be there? 5.30. Oh, you've got plenty of time. You're going the wrong direction. I have no, to get gas. I have to get gas. Gas it's is all right good. here. It's all good. I'm not rushing. I'm just making okay. sure I'm on time. You'll, you'll have an hour and a half to get there. I'll give you 10 minutes. Okay. And then you'll minutes. But this is so important for people to know. You're going to be on a focus group at Cam who doesn't give a shit. Okay? Like... Honestly, like it's Cam H. At the end of the day, the people listening to this yeah. care more, and this we is, need it's you. It's important. Ah, huh? yeah. Huh? You hey! like the guilt? Yeah. Huh? Hey, I pull out my own culture. I'm like, uh, I'm a master. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you that joke. No, so my question then is. <clears throat> we, uh, I, I learned all my guilt from my mom. <clears throat> <laughs> Poor dad. Yeah, I I feel you, brother. I feel you. Thing. So, <clears throat> and there's yeah, a booch all over me. Oh no! If you, uh, it's okay. It's, it's fine. It's same color as your thing. So whatever, maybe. So, <laughs> so if you're comparing, uh, let me qualify that. Okay. Is it that the law of cannabis is what you're arguing, or because I think maybe you have a better argument? By saying, I mean, I think all the arguments around cannabis are unjust. I get that. But the argument being that the purpose 
of legal of of prohibition was for the discrimination and uh, and like holding down of specific cultures and blah 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 and all that and that's the argument. Feeding the prison system, feeding the law right. enforcement. Right. So system. that's the argument. That argument is equivalent Topic in my mind to homosexuality. But mm-hmm. saying you know cannabis itself is not comparable to a human. Sure, but cannabis cannabis in and of itself is not just. Um, and you know a standalone entity for a lot of people right so the perspective that i take it from is is a cultural perspective and the yes. fact that you know it's something that's personally it's been ingrained in my culture for thousands of years what culture is that the canadian <laughs> culture well, <laughs> yes yes the canadian I'm culture kidding. i'm just kidding thousands yeah of course of years, right? you know Back when the lumberjacks were... When the beavers were yellow. Yeah. The legs were 20 feet tall and we chopped them down. Yeah, you know. But, yeah, you know, so this is is something that a lot of cultures identify with, you know, as as a form of self-care, as a form of sacrament and spirituality, you know, as something that is... Shiva Day. Absolutely. You know, and I know it's newer, but Rastafarianism, you know, it... You know, so there are a lot of cultures that identify with the herb, not just as a vice or as a medicine, but as a sacramental tool that helps them through life and connects them to life and to the universe. It's right. it's vital for a lot of cultures, um, you know, its involvement. So discounting that lifestyle is absolutely, in my opinion, a violation of human rights. To say so I agree. So that's the part that I agree with. That <clears throat> that is. I mean, I agree with the whole thing, but I'm just sure, I'm yeah, yeah, trying definitely. to say yeah. where's the the argument that makes it equivalent in my mind to something like to homosexuality, homosexuality or race law, race law that existed. You know. Okay, and, so if we take race so, law, so which was, this is yeah. primarily it's obviously a specific group of individuals who right. have chosen to, uh, you know, partake in this and are in the prison system and are the ones who have been impacted. Right. So that alone makes it, there has to be a correlation. There, there's yeah. no way there can't be a correlation when you just look at, at the prison system. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we it, know that. And then we have, so that's and then a, we have that judge who just admitted in, in the States, you right. saw that who admitted to selling black teens to the prison system. That's I mean, so we've, we've sorry, known, can you repeat that? We've known, I, I, like, I missed this. But the reality, I was out of town. We've known this has been happening. Can you just tell me what's happening time. there? It's just, this stuff is just finally coming out because of yeah, technology and, just, you know, you name it, people are getting caught. They're getting caught left, right, and center. Judges can own parts of a prison that they're directly taking judgment on. Yes. Responsible it's, it's for crazy. it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like the, the incentives are there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a business. The prison yeah. system is not a. It's not a, a rehabilitative system. It's oh, a business. Yeah. It's an absolute. Like in you know the last. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Cash for kids scandal really? in the prison yeah. systems. It's, it's, been going it's, on not the, it's not the first time. So yeah. so all thing. of it's a sham. It's all a sham. It has been for you know eons, and and things are finally coming to the light. So you know uh, again, and I yes, homosexuality is a biological thing. Um, you know, but if we're we're saying that that's you know, something that people are choosing to identify with. People are choosing to identify with other things as well that are in line with cannabis culture. And again, it's the fact that it's impacted a very specific sector of the the community that, you know, raises brows and makes it a cause for concern more than anything. Really? So these guys are now, they're from Pennsylvania. They sold <clears throat> over 3,000 children into the U.S. prison system, and they're doing 28 years in jail now. 
for it. Yeah. Oh, at least they got jailed because yeah, they're they getting did. jailed yeah. for it. At least they did. Yeah. That is crazy. Isn't that and something? like, and the judges now say that roughly two million children are sold like this every year. What do you mean sold? Like, so they, someone will pay it. the judge to convict that kid and put him in jail just because he's black. Not even give the judge. The judge owns a stake in the prison where he's deciding. So he's making the decisions. He knows that this prison. Um, you know, uh, is, yeah, is, is lacking 200 fund, yeah. prisoners, you know, yeah, they, the, funding the funding is low, yeah, you know. If they, you're a judge, you shouldn't be allowed to have a stake in funding. No, that's conflict of interest, 100%. Yeah. I don't, like, yeah. how it's does like that It's like a position happen, owning right? an LP. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> 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 Our world. <laughs> yeah, so there you go, in a nutshell. There's, there's so much more that we could go into, right, in terms of how it's impacted entire communities. Yeah, but that's what I want to talk about. You're always leaving me. I mean, you know, just tip of the iceberg. Okay, so quick stat. More than 50% of our Canadian women's prison population is comprised of women of color and indigenous women. Wow. And when you look at the makeup of these women in comparison to the population, it's so gravely over overrepresented. Same with our males. Um, and the majority, uh, more than 80% of these uh, crimes or convictions that people are serving time for, the women specifically, are drug law their drug uh, convictions and drug offenses you know and, and i used to work in the prison system and it's so sad like it's so sad most of these women are mothers they're mothers what do you think happens to their children yeah no right? that's right they're, they're yeah. removed these are the kids that go into cs they go to foster care they go wherever why because their mother smoked a joint some of them it was that simple no joke some of them it was that simple some of them were importing some cannabis because they had no other way they went to jamaica they decided right. to come up with something other ones were growing other ones were selling a little bit of weed like it's it's so ridiculous and yes of course there were other drugs and whatever too but the war on drugs was a a big failure, it's obviously. A, uh, well, so, it was maybe a sham. I feel like it was a great way to make the prison system. Communities. Right. This is super people sad. People lose jobs. You know, mm. I mean, God, I can't tell you how many jobs my own personal brother lost being stuck behind bars because he's hanging out with his friends and they're smoking a joint. And, of course, you can smell weed. So the cops roll up. It's a bunch of young black kids. So they harass them, check their pockets. What do they do? They they put them behind bars. Mm -hmm. They have to stay really? there overnight. They come out the next day. Well, if you have to be at work at 8 in the morning, your boss is not going to be very, very mm -hmm. understanding about no. the fact that you were only smoking a joint and got put behind. Right. Like, I've seen this happen my entire and life. And me it's, being on the other end of that, I'm in high school was caught with 20 grams of cannabis smoking a joint, and the cop let me go. Free. Yeah. I got that happened to a person of color that yeah. probably wouldn't have went yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in the 60s, and we didn't have any issues. Sorry. You're very lucky. But my dad was a whole other story. He came to Canada in '69, and oh. let me tell you, that was night and day different. Remember Maybe when if he I was had, white? It would yeah. have been a different outcome, but yeah. he certainly did not have that experience. Remember when I had Blondie Khan on here, Bubba, or what was his name? Bubba Khan, Bubba, Bubba, Bubba Khan, Bubba Khan, oh, Blondie no, Khan, yes, yes. the guy that was uh, the Bollywood producer, oh, cool. uh, Blondie, okay. Blondie, okay. Khan. Blondie Khan, and he. Uh, Dude, the dude opened up uh, Woodstock with uh, like Jimi Hendrix. He was saying, yeah. guy literally swam like swam the, swam Hudson, the Hudson River yeah, yeah. or Hudson whatever bay in it's order to get to uh, to get into the U.S. And then they like literally took him over to Hare Krishna's house. And then like they're like, oh, you're the only brown dude we know, so you need yeah. to fly over yeah. to Woodstock. And he's like, I don't know what's happening <laughs> here, but do an opening prayer. Like, oh wow, yeah, but yeah, but he had no idea. So yeah. like, and that was back in the yeah. late. 60s yeah. so the you know the impact is just massive and what do you do like what i just 
so where how do you one get involved because you know the more i think about it and write your mp write your mp tell them it's bullshit tell them what's happening is so unjust tell them about the stories they, you know yeah, what? They have to. They, ha- they have to. They're accessible in Canada. So why don't job, we, their job is where's to Where's your petition you think? Do we still have this it's petition? It's still online. On? Yeah, it's still online. And what as of the moment, here? as of the moment, it's still being termed as a pardon because the unfortunate truth is that even though this proposal has been made, <laughs> we're on the verge of an election here, man. Some yeah. pretty scary yeah. shit. Yeah. And if folks Swore. take over, oh, sorry, I've been swearing like crazy. If certain folks take over, I mean, Let's be real. They're probably going to toss that out the water because they couldn't give a shit about people who are serving cannabis. Much, you see why I swear so much at convicted people with high IQs. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it's so, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're still, we're working hard. Um, I'm saying write your MPs, let them know how much of an issue this is. I feel it's like most just, people don't think that, and me being one of them, and I, because I've spoken to my MP about things before. Nothing happens. Nobody. Can, I feel like they're in there. They nod. They smile, and then they walk out. There. Yeah, it's a critical mass thing, though. You have it to, is. Like, yeah, it has to be from. They have to respond when they get a We only launched about a year ago um, at the GMM, and I'm telling you, we we were looking for 10,000 hours, we were about halfway there, which is pretty bad. Why? 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 Tell the general population because that's who my so we know we talk to yep. ourselves all the time. Yep. 5,000, you know, our community is maybe yep. 5,000 people strong. Yep. So they, and this will be my last question yeah. to you, and then you can promote yeah, this. Yeah, thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> hold on. <clears throat> How do we get it Again. out there? How, yeah. Where's the argument? I mean, the argument now makes sense. Homo, you know, to me, homosexuality and race law all existed, and and this has nothing to do with cannabis itself. This the it's the more the law social justice issue. Has, it's a social justice yeah. issue, it and is. and that makes sense yeah. to me because that's the argument. Yeah. You know, if if a government that we happen to live world, there's a lot of unjust laws. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can eat as much fat as you want all day. I think yeah. that's unjust. Yeah. Yep. You know, like. You can eat a hundred thousand timbits and nobody will care. Right. Pop right? is cheaper than and, water. Right. So there's a lot of unjust laws yeah. we have that aren't related to human rights, and and uh, somehow drug prohibition, cannabis in particular, cannabis prohibition is tied to culture and race and mm-hmm. all of those things. For sure. And I'm trying to figure out how. Like I look at somebody like uh, my wife. And I look at or I look at that entire fitness population. I just did this thing this past week yeah. with um, Elevated Angelina. Culture. Yeah, Angelina. she's yeah. coming here next week. Yay. Oh, yeah. I'll have to come and see her. Then. Yeah, so she's coming on to talk about uh, Blessed Edibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's this woman is like 
insane. She's older than I am. She looks like she's 20 and she shredded. Like we're talking like I would not, I would, I would not mess with this woman. If like, I don't, if I had, if I was fully padded up, she's a Muay Thai fighter who's fought. (laughs) She's, she fights in like Thailand. She's got pro fights on her, but she's a huge cannabis advocate. Anyway, him, it's coming on with Nate. And oh, uh, Nate. yeah, Nate's coming as <laughs> okay. well. So that'll be interesting, right? He's an MMA fighter. Yeah, He's yeah. fought over, all over the world yeah. and he's an advocate for cannabis as well. So they're coming on next week to talk about what they do. Um, but uh, point, the point, the point being, how do I, how do we talk to the, you know, to, cause the, I think the largest impact that we can have today on progression of society is, is hitting that target market because those are they're not the baby boomers they're done i'm talking about the fit healthy that are making the largest impact on today's world how do we hit those people yeah and that's where you got to hit yeah oh yeah so these these instagram influencers so you know obviously it has to be an uh an issue that's of concern to them as well right um Mind you, in addition to it being something that impacts marginalized communities, our youth are very vulnerable now, too. Yeah. You know, a lot of these people who have never encountered any concerns with cannabis may end up being parents who have to bail their kids out of jail. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and this is very real. This is like society is about to change dramatically. Like I had my insurance broker call me and she was bragging. This is a woman who I used to sit beside in Windsor 10 years ago when I sold insurance. And this woman was so against cannabis. And we tell, she told me that because of me this year, she gifted her daughters a joint in each of their Christmas cards and it's changed her life. And now she can sleep every night yeah. and yada, yada, yada. Right. So, so it's, it's the approach for these people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess, which way are you looking at? Are you looking at it in terms of selling it to them as something that they could use to enhance their lifestyle? Or are we enlightening them and educating them about, you know, all of the, you know, all of the, the I'm, nasty stuff you right. know, that, that's the, been in the past. Yeah. You know, all of, all of I'm talking about how to, you've got to leave by the way. I, okay. I, it's four o'clock, but okay. hold on. Before, leave those with us. <laughs> Thank you, I I'm, I'm talking about how do we get that population? We can, how I, do we, how I do know we how to get, them? I, I know how to engage them for, for cannabis. I can convince, like, I can, uh, you know, I come at it science-based, yeah. and, and they listen to that. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and I put myself in that category, yeah. too, you know, the fit, healthy. You yeah. know, I sound so healthy. Uh, the, uh, the guy that's dying over here. Um, but point, whatever, what am I saying? How do so, we engage them? Right, how do we engage them about this cannabis mm-hmm. amnesty stuff? Because yeah. that's where I think yep. they're going to be the largest mm-hmm. voice. So we are working on that, actually. We're working on a sub-campaign at um, Campaign for Cannabis Amnesty right now that is actually slotted and geared towards, um, you know, marketing towards certain demographics of of people like you know dare i say it like the soccer mom and yeah yeah but that's right? those you know, are the people the, the big consumers cool. right what, the big consumers who, who really don't have a lot of experience with this right. industry and don't know a lot about it that's what you but, need to hit but they know the difference between right and wrong right and these are people who they? are willing to take do they that's hopefully what I'm hopefully like, i think and, and these are people on, who are willing to take a stand it. on things if they <clears> understand <throat> the impact of the issue right. so our job is helping to educate people on what's actually transpired right. and and the tremendous impact it's had on people, the loss of lives, you know, the broken families, communities that are still putting things together. Um, you know, like the, the impact is just so great and far that 
you know, we could easily illustrate it from one point or another, but we're certainly working on those campaigns. We're working on, um, you know, targeting certain groups. We're going into certain communities, creating different kinds of events that are, you know, maybe more lifestyle branded mm-hmm. to get people to come out talking about cannabis. What are your concerns? What are your concerns about this? You know, and we'll mm-hmm. tell you, you know, what's been happening. Is this is this of concern to you? Is this something that you think is important to change? You know, is this something that you believe in? Um, so, yeah, you know, we're, we're getting uh, a lot more. Um, engagement, if you will, and interest. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, our work is certainly cut out for us because we are right. battling a hundred years yeah, battling of, more than that. of shit. Yes. Of our entire system <laughs> with sal- oh, sorry, thousands, who am I talking about? Millions of dollars worth of money poured into PSAs and campaigns <laughs> that have convinced us, convinced entire populations to remove this from no. our entire, you know, lifestyle, if you convinced will. Convinced yeah. an entire generation. From existence, yeah. yeah. So, it was amazing. Having, I don't, I'm, now I'm worried for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I actually have a few things coming up if you okay, don't mind. Okay, so yeah. So very on. cool. This Saturday, I've also joined forces with Organja Society. The Organja Society is a group, a grassroots group that is, um, you know, they're about a year old now, but they're basically one of the only ones in the city of Toronto that's um, recognizing and representing sacramental rights and the cultural rights. And, oh, interesting. Um, you know, talking about What's how um, Organja Society and, uh, uh, on Saturday, we are having an event called Indigenous Women in Cannabis, where we're going to be talking about a lot of these issues. So nice. myself, um, you know, a lot of other women who identify as Indigenous or Indigenous to the culture will be there talking about a lot of the underlying issues that are not really coming forth, but that are really plaguing our community at the mm-hmm. moment and, uh, you know, kind of keeping us back from being involved, if you will. Uh, so that's this Saturday, March the 30th. All right. Let's see um, that. Thank you. And then uh, we have a couple other events. Oh, uh, we've cool. we've joined forces with them to create a really unique mm-hmm. um, market experience in Toronto. Oh. And this also will feature specifically um, people of color and indigenous uh, craft producers. Canacrawl? Yeah, I so, thought Canacrawl's here. So we have two. We have one that's happening in Toronto on April the 13th. Which one am I at? Organja Society. And you're going to be here in Hamilton for 420. Mm-hmm. The big 420 on Saturday. Place okay. to be. So we mm-hmm. will be, uh, yeah, hanging out and having a bunch of fun. Who's podcasting at the one in Toronto? The one in Toronto? Nobody. Do you want to come out? I might. Oh, it, it'll you know be what? busy. It'll be a really cool event. It'll be a cool event. This mm-hmm. is the first one of its kind, but because it's very unique, um, it's going to get a lot I of attention. I can be a woman oh, of color. CBC is going to be there, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Perfect. they will be there. So, um, yeah, it would be good exposure for everybody. Mm-hmm. And this is something that needs attention. It yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I think for my, my point of being there is to raise awareness and education around yeah. mindful consumption, which is what we for do. Sure. And so I think that's important. And it's funny that you say that because the Rastafarian community is actually not about getting blitzed and blazed and wasted. It's about opening your mind and using it as a tool to connect with your brethren and to connect with your environment, nature, and become your higher and bestest self. Um, They actually frown upon overindulgence, um, which is very interesting because it's just the opposite of what a lot of people perceive. Well, they take the law of the Nazarite, which is insane. Yeah. Like how difficult and you like the, the, uh, I don't even know the word because there's a word that I don't have. Um, what's that called? When you like follow the rule, uh, you have to be, no, no, you have, um, uh, discipline. Okay. Ah, yeah, good job. Yeah, <laughs> discipline. No, no, discipline. Discipline. You have to have a lot of discipline to do that. 
you know? For sure. Okay, so. All right, we'll yeah, keep the chalice. That's, that's a chalice. Awesome. So there will be a steam chalice at the market. Actually, they will mm-hmm. have steam chalices straight from Jamaica oh, that they thing. will have available mm-hmm. for purchase as well. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, a really unique experience people because it's bringing back the cultural vibe, yeah. um, you know, as well as the craft. And these are people, you know, I, I'm a part of people who've been doing this for, again, like I said, thousands of years. Right. We're not asking the government to subsidize us or give us any help. We're just asking them to leave us alone right, and let yeah. us do what we've been doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're and not, not killing put us in people. jail for it. Yeah. All right. Rena, love you. Get out of here, woman. Oh, oh, love Great you. Love you for coming. Thanks, Always a pleasure. Oh. Hugs, hugs. Thank you. All right. Get out of here. We got to continue. Thanks, guys. You come by next week because Blessed Edibles, Angelina will be here with Nate, and we're going to be talking about fitness and industry stuff around cannabis and what they're doing and how she stays so damn fit. Yay! And she does. Yeah. She sleeps doing crunches. Yeah, she likes sleep crunches. Al, you got to see this. It's insane. Never seen anything like it. Oh, is Al, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, Al's there. Can you hear us, Al? Beauty. <laughs> Just having some shatterizer. Let's switch gears a little bit. And, uh, oh, I wish we can bring in Lucas if he could sit here and chat it up. Um, so, summertime's coming up. Let's switch gears all together now. Summertime is coming up. For the up. last 20 minutes here, let's uh, talk about growing. Cannabis. Getting ready for your outdoor grow? Because, you know, now that cannabis is legal, this is the first summer that we're having, and people are going to want to grow cannabis. Are you allowed to grow cannabis outdoors? You are. You're allowed to grow up to four plants per residence. Okay. And uh, so As long as your residence does not back on to a school or places that children frequent. What is that? So that church? considers church. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's the first thing that um, came to my head. Actually, surprisingly, it classifies catwalks in there. So, like, catwalks, oh, if you're catwalk. onto a catwalk, you actually can't grow cannabis in your backyard if people complain. If they complain, you have to chop it down. What about a golf course? Children don't frequent golf courses. Not really. I did as a child, but, yeah. <laughs> but I was an anomaly, I guess. <coughs> and I, I was used to cannabis on the golf course. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, most people that. do. Well, they have a golf course here now that's dedicated yeah, canopy. to Canopy opened our Is own. Is it Canopy that canopy opened, opened it? the club. The golf course, yes. They opened it? Yes. Yes, wow. they did. Can- canopy is like taking over, man. Huh. Yes, Canopy. On that note, Canopy just released today their partnership with Seth Rogen for his recreational cannabis line called. Hold, hold on one second. Let me pull it up. This is going to be the trend, right? Celebrities. Yeah. So celebrities are not allowed to endorse anything in Canada. Seth Rogen is the owner and founder or co-founder of this company. He's not being paid to promote it yeah, in any way. There you he go. Yes. <laughs> my not, new co no, owned by. Also, he has yeah. not gone to any um, cannabis events, it or Yeah, no, of course he, not. He stayed completely <laughs> separate out of it so he can, can he not have his Twitter own brand. Either, though, right? so he can't say yeah, anything on Twitter, okay. nothing. It's, so, so the brand is called Houseplant Cannabis. Their canopy is growing at currently at their headquarters. It's going to be for sale in the retail space, we don't need to promote it. <laughs> retail in British Columbia. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's hitting shelves in April. That's why people so want to hear. That's what the article was about. Okay, okay. It's hitting shelves in April, and people seem to be very excited about it. 
It's only a sativa to start. There's no indica, though. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Before we go on to the rest of the news, okay, let's give people some stuff. They will. We'll do the last right. five minutes of news. So your home grow. Your home grow. What do people need to know? Plant for your their plants home grow? before. Where do you get your you, seeds? Where do you get your seeds? with that. From the licensed producers, you can purchase them legally. legally. So you don't need a. The dot, uh, they'll give you four little cute tiny seeds. You can buy them from licensed producers, yes. How much are they selling these seeds for? That you have to call to find out. There's a huge variance in it right now. And actually – Dude, I, I saw somebody selling a gram of cannabis for $16. For 16 yes. bucks at Delta The average Nine. price Fucking of clones I've seen has been $75 a clone. For a cl- that's a clone. That's not a – That's a clone. You're, you're not getting a seed. Black market's about five. Yeah, no. <laughs> Crazy. So there's a huge, is just a cutting of a branch. Huge difference in there in price. Seeds, it's it's weird to think of, but uh, guaranteed feminized seeds from an LP. I'm guessing four seeds is going to be around a hundred bucks. It's crazy. I'm so guessing, insane. but that's or twenty three cents on the dark web. Oh uh, yeah, on a legal market, it's not even technically seeds were legal to sell until the new regulation. Right. The seeds were considered a novelty item because they have no compound of CBD or THC. They have, nothing. they have nothing in them. But now it's actually illegal to sell them. Um, but before you would be able to get four feminized seeds, depending on strain, from anywhere from 40 to $100. So they're at the high end of that okay. retail. Okay, not bad. So then what do you need to know? So what you need to know is you're going to want <laughs> to make sure if you're doing it from clone, you're going to want to veg them out a little bit inside for about maybe – 15 days somewhere in that so you start off in a little all you do you put the seed in some soil well put it honestly at this point like put it in your front window right in like a little pot in a little pot if you have a clone it's probably going to be in a rock well puck or in a soil puck yeah just transplant it into a five gallon pot let it veg days go outside make sure you're planting between may 2-4 and june 10th if you don't plant in that range, you probably won't get a full harvest at the end of the season because you've planted them too late to fully flower, especially if you're planting a sativa because they have a longer flowering period. Wait, May 2-4 to June 10th? Yeah, you want to plant before June 10th. That's always my rule of thumb because usually what happens is look at the way farmers grow corn. They're going to spray their fields usually May 2-4 weekend, and then they're going to plant all their crops the following weekend. Right. Properly time their harvest in October. All right. Cannabis grows very similar in that way. Oh, you know what I just remembered, Al? What's that? Take a break. That's okay. We only got five minutes. So. Okay. All right. So when you're planting outside, you're going to want to get a good soil, organic live soil preferably, but if not – Pro-mix mycorrhizae soil is one that I've always used routinely, especially for outdoor growth. Dig a 5x5 five five hole, fill it with soil, and plant the plants. Five. How many plants do you dig in? 5x5, five five, four. You put four plants in 5x5 five five area. Really? And they're, aren't they going to overlap on each other? Cross-pollinate? You, so <coughs> you can do it like that, but when I grow outside, I put them into tomato racks and then i spread it out so they don't do that or i'll tie them to a fence or tie them to something so they won't do that interesting keep them separated or you could plant them in a line you could do a two foot wide eight feet long can every two feet plant another yeah okay every two feet and then you just let it grow just let it grow nothing you need to do to it 
if you want to if you want to help it in its early stages, use things like nitrogen. Nitrogen rich soil is very good for the veg stage and initial growth of the plant. That's why again, planting in cornfields helps because it's very nitrogen rich soil. Do you want to prune these plants while they're growing? You're gonna want to prune them probably three times throughout the year is usually about what I do. Uh, usually I would prune at the beginning of July, the mid, mid August, and then three weeks before I'm going to harvest, I'm going to strip down a lot of the leaf off and just let the buds kind of harden up. And, uh, how long would you expect? I mean, every cycle is a little different depending on what strains. And well, when you're growing cars. outside, you don't yeah. really manipulate the cycle. It's you just, just let it happen. The, the sun. sun right. So how long happen. are you going to wait for? How long can you expect if you plant May 2 for? You plant May 2 when you're going to be harvesting end of September <laughs> into October. Rule of thumb is if it frosts, chop them down. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Frost is going to create problems within mold and things like that, powdery mildew, anything like that. You don't want to leave it in the frost. Okay. What do you want to watch out for? What do you want to watch out for? You want to watch out for spiders mainly. Spiders will nest in the underneath, like underneath the leaves, in little looks like little balls okay, of spider out. webs. So if there's spiders, I'm not going nothing. <laughs> All you got to do it. is go and remove those I'm leaves as they come okay. about, because that's how you'll get spiders. So you touch spiders like you'll... all the time. I rip spiders off my plants. They're bad what? for it. Yeah, good bugs. Not... Bugs you want on your plants? Ladybugs. Ladybugs eat all of the bad things for cannabis, like aphids, fungus gnats, all that crap, ladybugs you eat it. Ladybugs? You can't buy ladybugs. They're really expensive. Um, but ladybugs don't eat the plant. They eat everything that hurts the plant. Ladybugs you just are the toss best. them on top of your oh, yeah. plants? Ladybugs are amazing for cannabis plants. <clears throat> really? And in yeah. bigger growths, they have You look at uh, like do an lady, IPM program. Do ladybugs of, uh, eat spiders? I don't think so. Because I put them in enough. my house. <laughs> but... Uh, Ladybugs will eat spider mites. Remember, what was that movie where the ladybugs were all over that house? It was um, oh. they're growing cannabis inside, and they she had a problem with there the family was growing cannabis in the ne- nematodes, parasitic wasps, and ladybugs are probably the three most common things I've used at least in the parasitic LP world. Wasps. What's a parasitic wasp? It's a wasp that doesn't sting you that eats aphids and stuff. They're small wasps. You can you find those? You buy them They're from horticultural stores. Who the heck would want to buy a wasp? You they eat all the bad bugs in your grow rooms. Do they eat other bad wasps? No, they're small. Oh, they're way smaller. They don't sting. They don't sting at all. <laughs> they, they don't, don't they don't sting at yeah, all. Yeah, no, that's why I want to know if they eat the bad wasps that right. do. No. So I get those. They're just little. Okay. <clears throat> well, those are some good tips. Thank you. Uh, uh, and anything else? In the last couple out, seconds here, we'll do some Add a little news. bit of phosphate and phosphorus into your feed. Where do you get that? You can get it at any hydroponic store. Or you can, if you buy a good organic soil, it will be right in there. All right. Good stuff. Thank you for that, Tyler. Last little bit. Tell us a little bit of the news, what's happening in the cannabis oh. world. It's time for news. Big announcement for WeedMD, which was really cool today. They got the approval for their first phase of their outdoor expansion, which will be 50 acres. Wow. They're going to begin their first rollout this, I guess, spring, starting to plant out. And then they're going to harvest this fall. And then they'll be fully completed the project by two, 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 2020. That's hard to say. And yeah, you can't say 2020 now. No. It's like 2020. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I went like to say 2020. That's what I went it to sounded say. sounded weird. sounded weird. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, 
Uh, they're expecting this to increase their annual yield to up over 100,000 kilograms, which will be a huge boost to the shortage in the cannabis industry right now. Wow. And because it's outdoor, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming it's going to be a CBD grow because it will be broken down into extractions <laughs> due to there could be certain pests that get on it in the outdoor, which wouldn't make it valuable for vaping or smoking. But you can extract it really from it. Interesting. Yeah. What else is going on? What else is going on? I said the stuff about Seth Rogen. Right. Um, like I mentioned two weeks ago. About, what about the cannabis laws? This is what I'm getting into. So two weeks ago, I mentioned that there was a bill being put into Congress um, in the House Committee in the U.S. about um, making it legal to put yeah. cannabis money into the banks. Yeah. So there was an article written about it today saying that they're voting on Wednesday and the final vote from estimates has seen that it's going to be in favor Wow. letting the banks take control of the money because they see that the money is going to be going into the black market instead of the federal market. So you see, this is, start this, <laughs> you know, it's funny because this like how we've been saying this stuff for like the last 20, 30 years, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's from black market. All of a sudden, you know, I think no, this is just their excuse, yeah, right? Oh, the, the money's going to go to the black market, so we'd rather take so it or something. It's not like they didn't do that. It's not like they, right. All of a sudden, they have some new fucking epiphany yeah. that, that this is, uh, screw it, I'm just putting this money in here, that, that this is this is new. Like, it went, where was it going until you decided yeah, exactly. that? You know? Oh, come on. It's such bullshit. So it's now it 61% of the U.S. is in favor <clears throat> of legalizing cannabis. <clears throat> so it's a... Well above 50% now. And here in Canada, they've decided that you can uh, – they're going to tax um, – Oh, edibles. Edibles. THC component of edibles, milligram. each milligram will cost you a cent in tax. Yep. So but CBD won't be taxed. CBD will not be taxed, which makes me assume that they're <coughs> leaning towards taking the taxation off of medical CBD as well. Yeah, but see, that's the – just on the last note, <coughs> if I could breathe <coughs> – Mm-hmm. Um, the, not only is, see, not, you know, we are changing the, the discussion that we were talking about cannabinoids now being more specific than with THC, CBD. Mm-hmm. It's not just CBD that's beneficial. THC is also beneficial it's medically really people. And I don't want to, uh, come across and I don't want other people to come across to say that there's no medical benefits. Yeah, yeah. It's it starting is. to cross over and they're starting to say there's no medical benefit to THC. That's totally untrue. Well, it's like the patient that says I'm in pain, but the CBD is not helping. Right. Well, it's because you're taking 0.2 THC help. Activated. Right. You're taking just THCBD. And there are a lot of benefits medically, including pain management when mm-hmm. it comes to the use of THC. It's just some of the side effects. Whenever we talk about side effects, they're also associated with right. THC. So as time goes on, we're going to figure out how to deal with the receptors that they deal at, deal with and how to knock out problems with THC. And education is key. How many yeah. cannabinoids? Yeah. And everybody's doing How many cannabinoids are there now? Uh, there's over 160, 165 cannabinoids, and they're still developing them. They're going to come out so much over time, you know. And, and then one of my last problems—it's not a problem, you know. <clears throat> education is key, mm-hmm. but being able to get that education to the 
masses into the population disseminated properly that is really important because right. right now every lp is coming out with their own damn educational program everybody's yeah. got educa- yeah. education education it's funny because when i started doing it everyone's like oh i don't care about education the lps are like oh we want to make money yeah. and i'm like guys we have all this education i'm sitting literally right here for i said that for five years oh it's all about no we have to make money nobody cares about your education and then all of a sudden now every fucking lp and their grandmother and grandfather and they're not telling the there, right has yeah. has some educational program yeah. the problem is who are they disseminating it to yeah. where is that information going it's Old not people. going to the people that need to hear it's, it. it's going to seniors and they're having them their seniors associations in ontario anyways yeah are having people having these lps and the reason i'm mentioning this is because i'm doing uh talk sessions uh, but they're having LPs come in and they're basically recruiting senior citizens in their own homes, in their nursing homes, and then signing them up. And then they get cannabis and they don't know what to do with it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh, it's a big problem right now. And they're disguising all this stuff as that's education. Right. That's it's, that's it's why really... I'm going to start having people like you come in to our lounge at Gunjanistas and sit down and actually talk to people about truth. It's and the only we, way out. It's, the only yeah. way, and this is what I was telling this guy today on the phone with, it's one thing <clears throat> to have all these educational programs, which are all theoretical and go nowhere. Yep. And the next thing, the, but it's another thing to actually sit in front of somebody and be able to talk to them like a human. Because yep. that's what people yep. need. They don't, you know, I can read all this shit online. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. We need to sit in front of people and you need to tell them the practical stuff, that's the right. stuff that and, Tyler and, sits here all day and, and does. And, and you I know, know you and, guys do that in your educational center there, and we're going to yeah. be doing it on Thursday evenings at Gunjanistas. And I just also want to also yeah. just tell people quickly about Go our HOPE it. program, which yeah, is Ham- about it Ham- Hamilton Opiate Prevention Experiment. And what we are doing is we are reaching out to anybody who wants to get off the opiates. If you need a hand, uh, please come and see us. We've got lots of information. We're going to have uh, uh, you know, people like Ira around to help uh, with his clinic. And, and yeah. we're hoping that we can give as much real information out to people about alternatives to opiates. Where can uh, they find out about hope? At, and in case uh, people need to hear about it, hold on. In case people want to know more, ha- okay. it's Hamilton Opioid Patient Experiment. Yes, and, and you can uh, find us on the Gunjanista website at gunjanistas.com, or you can just look us up on Facebook, uh, Hope Hamilton okay. Opiate Experiment. So uh, if you're interested, gunjanistas.com, Hope uh, also uh, on uh Facebook. Yeah, and we have our, our, our reach out drop in is on Thursdays from 2 to 420. Please pop in if you need some more information or a, a, we can give you a packet as well. Thursdays right 2 to 420. That's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, Al, that is like, you see, they have all these, you know, the city of Hamilton, they have, and most cities have all these um, uh, working groups on how they're going to deal yeah. with, with the opioid crisis. Everybody talks a lot. And then I see something like this show up where people are actually doing, you know, you're going to get a lot of haters because because uh, you're actually doing something. And, and no, that's good. Yeah. It's good. Don't be afraid to have haters. I think Mike Hart put that yeah. out there today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're you, doing something, you're, that's right. People and those who, if you're doing it, 
people are going to hate you because they wish they were doing it first. Yep. Well, so we're, thank we're getting support you. from the community uh, and we're going, we go out to, to the uh, methadone clinics and stuff like that. And, and to the, to the luncheon places and to the, to the missions and stuff like that. And, and we're going to be going and talking with the people who are running these places and just saying, you know, like Hamilton is up within the top 10 of North America with the worst opiate epidemic. Okay. Hamilton is the worst in the world. I don't top 10. Okay. We are the worst in the okay. world, like per capita, relative per capita top. Like we are the worst. Ontario Hamilton, is the you worst. know those stats. Yeah, I mean, so we're up at, you know, for opioid overdoses, I can give you the stats pretty much. You know, you're at an average of, of somewhere between 10 and 13 per 100,000 people who die. And that's Ontario. Yeah. Hamilton yeah. is over 15, you know, right? I, and that per 100, it's, it's massive. It's yeah. massive. As a coroner, we see this all the time. It's, it drives me absolutely mad. And, you know, it'd be funny, Al, if, you know, a bunch of potheads stood outside a methadone clinic and started a clinic and started picketing. What's with the yeah. methadone? Yeah. You know, how, <clears throat> how, uh, how awesome would that be? But, right. Yeah. Um, you know, Al, I think that's amazing. I, I'm, and I'm 100% on board and I want to be involved. No, thank you. And, uh, really important and, you know, to do. Jack, Jack was telling us when he was on my show a few weeks ago that there's an actual, uh, uh, group going on at McMaster's that are studying it like there's something really big going on over there so I'm I'm hoping that but through talking with you about it and I and hear other people hearing about it that we can get some people to come in and talk to us about how we can get out there even more because well, I want to I want to put a yeah, lineup I want to put a lineup down King Street in the old village of people that we can help Okay, like it's that serious yeah. that we have to do this. It, it is that serious. And I'll tell mm -hmm. you, we're 40 patients away from completing my 1200 patient survey uh, research study on uh, opioid cannabis for opioid substitution. And we're over, like we have like over a 60 percent uh, of total patients enrolled in the study that I, have come off of their opioids 100 percent. So I give you one story, one quick story before we go. A, gentle, a gentleman came in, he had heard about hope and he came in and we were talking and he had just come from his doctor. His doctor had just signed for him and he wants to get off the opiates. He can, he can barely sleep. He's just angry all the time. And, you know, he came in last week and he was like calm and he had a smile on his face and he's looking for work again. And and I've heard this story over and over. We have about 20 people that come in now that are regulars. Okay? Wow. And the stories are very similar. In during the winter, they were walking up from the woods where they sleep by their fire. Okay? To get a little bit of relief one day a week. I wish we could do it every day, but we can't. We can do it one day a week. So if you can donate some product, anybody... You can find me at Gunjanistas on Thursdays. That's amazing. Thank you, Al. Everybody, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Don't forget to check out um, our uh, the my Instagram, Dr. Ira Price Instagram. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and on SoundCloud and on Spotify. <clears throat> and uh, don't forget to do check us out on 
YouTube. What is YouTube? It shouldn't be Synergy anymore. It's now. No, it's the higher estate. It's the higher estate. Beautiful. Don't forget, guys. And, uh, yeah, have a blessed day. And uh, love everyone. Peace. Peace. That's good. That was good. Why not? You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. The opinions expressed during this show are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of their associated organizations or Lifestyle Radio.